What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host and happy Tuesday for those of you who are listening on the Northeast, New England or from New York or wherever. I'm sure you guys are also experiencing some snow. This is actually my first time experiencing snow in New York this season because the last time it snowed, I think about almost a month ago here in New York, I was out of town, so I did not see any kind of snow, but um, it's kind of fun seeing snow once in a while, especially in the winter, because last year it did not snow at all, and we were kind of in a snow drought for a bit, so yeah, just staring at the snow <laughs> outside my window here in the city. For today's episode, I'm excited to bring you Maria Alexa. She is a singer, songwriter, and on this conversation, we touched on, as always, a little bit of everything. And something that I feel like is going to be very relatable for you listeners is the aspect of knowing when to leave when you are no longer aligned in a relationship and she talked about a song that she wrote from that experience and of course having to do with it being very comfortable and she was too comfortable in it and I think what she did was something that I see a lot of people struggle with on an everyday basis to leave 
a relationship, especially when it's been too comfortable and you especially know deep down that it's just not quite aligned for you long term, but you stay in it anyways because it's difficult. And so we talk a lot about that. Uh, benefits of therapy and the things that she went through through her childhood and how it really parlayed over into her life today and her experience in PR journalism and then leading up to her growing music career and so I think this episode is very relatable and we'll have some interesting topics for you guys to tune into so with that being said let's welcome Maria Alexa to the podcast Alexa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to dive into your journey because it's obviously, in my opinion, a little bit less conventional and definitely, right, you're you're in music and you're going into an industry that's, you know, has a lot of what ifs, right, and, and a lot of risk with it. But I think what I loved most, as I just shared with you, is how you started when you went to school. You, you started out at least knowing a direction of what you wanted to do. And I love that you ended up going into PR and you had a lot of experience there. And yet, like, you're still going to take it over into, like, your actual music career. But can you start with sharing the process of how you figured out that you enjoyed doing that, being in PR and comms and whatnot? Sure. So I would say I always loved I always love to challenge myself when it came to anything creative or Mm -hmm. helping people. I think that's always something that I just innately always knew I wanted to do in some sort of way. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was it was a long journey to get to the the publicist part, but I think it makes sense because as a publicist, you you do in fact help others, Mm -hmm. whether it's like more visibility on a project or really like challenging them to do the best and be the best that they can be Mm -hmm. and I feel like when I do that for other people it makes me better and Mm -hmm. I think that's why I really enjoy it but I would say not it's not something that like I you know like like music for Mm -hmm. example I don't really remember a time where I didn't want to do music Mm. I always loved music I was always surrounded by it I've just remember playing piano at four years old like it was just always in me ingrained Mm -hmm. in me And also because it helped me because I went through a lot as a kid. I went Mm -hmm. through a lot of childhood trauma that Mm -hmm. I've since healed from Mm -hmm. therapy. But um, I would say getting into PR and comms, it was very exploratory because I first started out in college studying psychology. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to be a child psychologist, um, which I might still do like maybe later on in life um, because I went through a lot as as a child and that process um, was a lot. Mm. And I felt like the therapists and the psychologists that I spoke to, some of them helped me get through really hard times. Mm -hmm. And also there are things that I thought, oh, I could do this better. I Mm -hmm. feel like if maybe there's a different process. Right. And so that's kind of how I started is because I actually had to do that from like the ages of probably from because my parents went through a custody battle Mm -hmm. um so like for five years I had to kind of go to like group psychology sections with my parents and all that and individual my brother and so then I just wanted to study it and I loved it Mm -hmm. I loved um learning more about um how much it affects you in your young adolescence and like Mm -hmm. the different things you have to unlearn yeah um, when you're older to be better to 
you know, continue to learn um, to not bring over any of those traits into um, your adult life. Yeah. So that's how I got into that. And then I actually had ended up transferring. So I studied psychology and then I ended up transfer transferring to Geneseo, which is upstate. Okay. And the classes weren't the same. Uh, the teachers weren't. It just didn't really feel like I wanted to do it anymore. So gotcha. I kind of lost the passion for it. Mm. And then that's when I started uh researching what else I could do honestly I was like mm -hmm. what else like I know I want to do music I don't know right. how I'm gonna do that right literally no right. idea I want to do it my parents would always be like no one's gonna come to the door and be like are you ready to be a singer right. now right so I always did music acapella chorus chamber whatever but I didn't right. know how to get to the professional level so I had to figure out you know what I'm gonna do for like because no one my parents aren't from in the industry right no they don't yeah. know how to get there either they were yeah. always super supportive but mm -hmm. nothing like that so then I was like, you know what? What am I really good at? I'm, I've always been really good at social media mm -hmm. and just like anything in terms of like online. Like I was mm -hmm. one of the first on Instagram with my friends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was always doing coding on Tumblr. Yeah. Okay, how can I try to make this into something that maybe I can major in? So then right. that's when I started dabbling into comms and I was really good at public speaking. And right. Never really bothered me to be in front of people. Yeah. So that's kind of how it went from that to, to, to comms journalism. After I graduated, I ended up doing an internship at um, Inside Edition mm -hmm. because my uncle, um, who passed, um, was an executive producer at Inside Edition. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me try this part of comms. Yeah. Did not like it. Okay. Could not be someone that could wake up at five o'clock in the morning and take the train right. or like be at a on site at like a uh, in a newsroom. It just wasn't something that I found interesting. Right. So then he yeah, he was like, well, why don't you try public relations? I have a couple of, you know, relationships at different PR firms. Right. And give them your resume. Right. And then I ended up getting an internship at a all women led PR PR firm in the city that focused more on nonprofit. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. It's helping people. Yeah. And visibility. And it's in the city. And so that's kind of how my PR world started. Yeah. Well, it, I really I really love that because you know something I've observed a lot with you know girlfriends of mine I'm sure you you've seen it in your own friend circles as well but a lot of people actually struggle with actually like knowing what they want to do yeah and I think more importantly what you shared which I love is that you you went through an experience of of working at Inside Edition and then you didn't like it mm -hmm. and so you're actually able to take that as a learning experience of okay this is not the area and and it's cool too right and it's funny because I recently wrote up um, like a more career related episode where I talked about this but it's perhaps not that you you don't like being in PR or like that realm but rather like switching like let's say you go from like tech to fashion for right. example right mm -hmm. or like nonprofit to fashion right. right and so I think those I don't even know what the, the it's like a parallel it's still in tandem but it's it's like you're still in that world but in a different I think business market that I think a lot of people actually don't hear so I can just imagine if I was listening to this and thinking like okay I know I want to do social media but I hate doing it for fashion right, right. like maybe it's like actually just going to a different business market where it's mm -hmm. more enjoyable um I feel like I just don't hear that story often where because I think people are going okay let me go from sales then to finance you know yeah and so it's, sometimes it's actually just switching which arena that you're in totally you also then ended up working with your ex-boyfriend yeah at um his PR agency I guess you could call it PR creative agency okay creative yeah. agency I really want to know what was it like working with a romantic partner and then also 
of course, working with him once you guys had parted ways romantically? Like, how did you manage that um, just from a lens of like, especially since there's maybe at least enough distance from the relationship, perhaps? It's mm-hmm. a good question. I actually have <laughs> never spoken about this publicly. Um, just to backtrack a little bit from your from you talking about, you know, going from different arenas and different jobs, I think because growing up, I had to go through so many changes. Like I went to like eight different schools. Mm-hmm. So I think I've always had to be forced to be acclimated all the time to mm. different environments. Yeah. And so I think that's why I'm able to just like try everything and see yeah. what works. And I also thrive in a little bit of chaos. I do like a challenge. I do like change a yeah. lot, which I think is uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we could talk about a little bit later because my new job mm-hmm. and like all that's like a lot for me Yeah. in a good way. Yeah. Um, but going back to working with my ex. So when I was at the PR firm um, previously to that, I um, was there for like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started losing passion for it. I was not really into it. I started really getting into my music mm-hmm. at that point after college. Like mm-hmm. I started writing my own songs. I started getting into production. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And so I then met my ex and he was just leaving his job. So he had this idea we were friends before we started working together, mm-hmm. um, which I think is important. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, I have this idea. I think we could do it together. And like his brother was also a part of it. And um, I ended up actually getting fired from my job. <laughs> um, it was like a nice firing, which I've never experienced. I mean, I've never been fired before. It was the first time. And yeah. it was just like, she was like, you need to do music. Like, my boss was genuinely like, you, like, I can give you a referral. Like, uh-huh. this is not, you're not passionate here. Like, you need to figure out something else. And I thought that was really nice. Uh-huh. And it just happened at a really good time because I was debating, like, yeah. to take that risk to start a company, one. And then also with my, literally, we started dating and started the company at the same time. Gotcha. So I ended up being the first hire. Mm-hmm. the three of us. It was a lot. Yeah. I mean, everyone told us, like, well, you this is like the worst idea ever. Right. Um, and I don't regret any of it. I mean, five and a half years later, it was like, became like an award-winning company. I've worked with insane people, very talented people. It's opened a lot of doors for me personally, mm-hmm. um, in my professional career in both, um, as a publicist and as a musician. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, I don't want to say I don't recommend it. I think what we did, maybe not wrong, but we, what we should have probably did mm-hmm. was dated first for a little bit and then trickled into working together because working and dating simultaneously at the same time, yeah. it was a lot because yeah. to answer your question about how that worked, um, it was hard. It was yeah. a challenge. I mean, it was great in the beginning and it was fun and it was all those things, but then you got to a point where like work became everything. Right. I became third. Yeah. Sometimes I became seventh. Mm. Um, and so... I became kind of like, diso- I just I would dissociate to be honest. Yeah, I would because I'm I would just have to like re- like detach my emotions, which mm-hmm. you should in the workplace for right. some sometimes. Right, but it became all the time, mm. and that's where like I personally fell out of love. It just like it wasn't there for me. I'm a very passionate person. Yeah, and so and I'm such a romantic like I'm such a lover, and yeah. when that was stripped from me it kind of just became like I was in a daze. I didn't even know what was going on. Mm. And I ended up going to like a writing camp. This was like probably like four months before I broke up with him. Mm -hmm. 
and I wrote this song called Comfortable. Mm. Um, and it's exactly that feeling of like, are we even still in love or is it just like, are we just walking through life? Yeah. Like, like wake posting me, yeah, yeah, and Wake Me Up is also about that too. It was like mm-hmm. such a frustrating – it was like the first time actually now thinking about it, talking out loud with you where like I didn't challenge myself. Mm. I didn't like get out of that uncomfortable situation even though it's better I feel like to be in an uncomfortable situation somewhere new where mm-hmm. you're not unhappy. Yeah. And like going into like the unknown. Right. Like being in something every day and expecting something different to happen. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Okay, I love that you bring that up because I think this is very relatable for every, we'll just speak it because a lot of girl, female listeners are listening to this. Every girl might be in a relationship who who's listening right now could be in a relationship in their 20s right now and knows that feeling, right? Yeah. We, we've all, <laughs> like, I swear, we've all been there to some degree, right? And I certainly was there in my very first serious relationship where I was with him for about three and a half years. And mm-hmm. luckily, very, very smooth breakup but it was one of those because it was so early on for me it did take me like probably six to eight months from the time that I realized this was no longer it to the time that I actually walked away from the relationship Mm -hmm. right but as you probably know there is this struggle of like how do I do it right maybe will this will change or maybe this will Mm -hmm. evolve into something else and I think there are very significant differences between that feeling versus you there are actual things you need to work on in the relationship and it's just a rough time, right? Absolutely, yes. um, But I think there is a distinct feeling of this is just not, not it, it for me, but it's so hard to pull the plug. It is. And I actually have a couple, my cousin's friends are going through it. Um, mm-hmm. My friends of friends, like I hear it all the time. And as I try to give my advice from a distance, because at the right. end of the day, right. the, the biggest part of that decision you have to do it yourself you have to learn from that hard decision yeah I don't want to make people do things again I'll give my two cents yeah yeah but I'll never force anyone to of course decision um but I would say to anyone listening it's better to to do it because you're honest to to end something that you're not happy in 100% if you're like I need to walk away but let me just wait another month right like one obviously you're doing a disservice to yourself and your happiness because it's you're going to be fine mm-hmm. and you'll find someone better, but also love yourself, mm-hmm. be by yourself, all of that. Yes. But you're also doing a disservice to that other person. I 1000%. And I don't agree. think people think about that. I 1000%. I want that person to be with someone that wants to be with them. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think that's missed a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you shared that too, because it's something that I've always said to partners as well in, in a very gentle way, but something I would say in the beginning 
whether it's a sentiment about saying I love you or just the sentiment of seeing something long term, mm -hmm. just that for the sake of both of me and the partner, let me go if you start to have res reservations or doubts, right? Yeah. Especially for the sake of me. And it's like, I would much rather have someone let me go than to hold on to me for an extra six months, a year, even two years yeah. when I could have been working on myself. Mm -hmm. And then once again, having that door open to meet someone much more aligned for me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I do think it's it's such a waste of time for the other person. If you're in the shoes of knowing I don't want to be with this person long term and you're holding on to them, it is, in my opinion, quite actually disrespectful for that person, you know. Yeah. And and then there's that fear of, well, I don't want to hurt that person's feelings. Right. How did you overcome that if if that fear or thought came about where it's like, especially because work was involved, too. Right. Like that yeah, dynamic of you guys are working I honestly, together. I honestly didn't even think about work at that point. I okay. was so kind of just like fed up in my own feelings. Yeah. And like just like just like I always know when it's it's really not meant to be a thing when mm -hmm. I'm just randomly crying because I'm mm. I, I'm a crier when it yeah. comes to like thing. I'll watch like, you know, a video and I'll be hysterically crying on TikTok. <laughs> but for the most part, like, it takes a lot for me to, like, cry over, like, just being unhappy. Right. And so that's when I really needed to make the decision. And so I actually approached the conversation and he basically was like, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, he like, said no to breaking like, up? Basically, like, he, I think it was – it was – um. yeah, it was, like, a really – it was hard. I, like, yeah. it was hard and I was – I didn't know like how to go about it and it was weird and um, <laughs> I wasn't like we're done. I was like, right. so I think I was, you know, dancing around around it because right. again, I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but also it was like when you're used to being with someone and like yeah. this Especially have this like regimen right? yeah. of like whatever, I, I don't know. It was very difficult, the conversation. And so we were like, let's try to go to therapy. So then that was something that never happened. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, maybe this will help. Mm -hmm. And we ended up going to therapy um, months later mm -hmm. because it was my idea originally and then we didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And then when I when I finally brought it up again to not be together, he was like, no, let's actually do it. And I'm like, mm. he's like, please. I'm like, oh, now you want to do it because it's ending. Yeah. So then I was like, fine. So we went for a couple – a couple times and then it just made me it convinced me more that like this was not it mm. and we would do duo sessions and individual sessions and I remember telling the girl in my uh, individual session I was like do I have to keep doing this she goes no yeah this is she goes I am not here to cater to you yeah or to him I'm here to just be kind of like a buffer yeah be someone to talk to yeah so I was like yeah I'm okay yeah I think I'm good like this really helped me so then we went into this process which I recommend, especially yeah. if you work with your partner, it's called uncoupling. Mm. And it was kind of a very like healthy process on how you can break away from each other in a way that's respectful. Yeah. And that's always been him and I like we're we never are respectful um, or disrespectful. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And because at the end of the day, like it's a small city, mm -hmm. um, nothing extremely bad happened. And we just I just fell out of love. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to walk away with anything other than just like, I hope that you do the best mm -hmm. in your life because. Yeah. Do, do you think that especially that realization, too, while you were in couples therapy, do you think you realized that because like of distinct misalignment or like 
clear differences that you could just tell that were not going to work long term or you know what I mean because sometimes people also then wonder like what is it that makes you know that it's the difference between okay therapy can help versus like it's just not it I've never done therapy with like another partner so I can't speak to that but I would say I would say going to therapy individually for Mm -hmm. a very very long time um I've had good therapists. I've had bad ones. Um, Walking away from a session, feeling like a little bit of weight has been lifted off of me and I feel understood Mm -hmm. or they give me a different perspective that I've never heard. Like I remember one of my therapists was like, just because someone says something about you doesn't make it true. Mm -hmm. And that was an interesting perspective. So when I like can be like, oh, like I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of a learning experience. But like with this specific situation, I would say – I don't know. I don't know. I just remember like sitting there and like a gut, him giving like his a perspective feeling. and then mine and like, yeah, there was misalignment, but also just like, I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like at that point. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, it, yeah. Was, it became that. Yeah. No. And, and I love that you share that. Right. Because again, like like you said, like I we all know of especially other girlfriends and girls that are in that position yeah. where they know that they need to do it for the sake of their long-term future and for yeah. the sake of removing themselves from something that's mm-hmm. just not aligned anymore. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to do that, right? Absolutely. And so sometimes it's just hearing someone else share like, well, I realized that during this time or this moment or the fact that I just didn't care anymore is sometimes like that small nugget is like the wake up call for someone else mm-hmm. listening. So I, I love that you shared that openly though. Just Wake to- up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But then I'm curious, like being involved in music and songwriting and whatnot, and you shared how you wrote um, I don't know if it was one of your first songs or or maybe a first like serious song per se, but at that writing camp that mm-hmm. you went to, right, where you wrote about um, being comfortable and having that realization. How did this uh, big change, you know, from a breakup, how did that impact your music career direction, oh. right? And this is where I feel like it's like that probably is a big catalyst, right? It was like it, – it was just like it's just – Let's just say I don't regret any of my decisions right, because right. the last two and a half years, almost three now. Since my, is that since the breakup? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. It's um, yeah, we we continued working together for two years. Right. The job market is not it. Um, <laughs> but I am very grateful with where I'm at right now. Yeah. My my music career. My first of all, I would say, me, loving myself and being confident and and being secure and that took precedent. That came first, and then everything else kind of just followed. Mm. Um, I started really working on myself, and it made me more passionate, and it made me want to write more. I was writing a song every single day. Mm. Um, I realized, like, I was really, like, hiding that that creative person that I always have been for for so long. Mm-hmm. For I don't even – I didn't even realize. And it just opened the floodgates. And the last two and a half years has been like such an upwards trajectory in my career. I mean, writing some of my best music. Um, and I say that like almost every day, but mm-hmm. that's like every singer, um, songwriter. And yeah, it just opened up to opportunities. I would say there were a lot of blocks that I didn't even realize that were happening when mm-hmm. I was in that like situation for so long. I've been meeting amazing people. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been getting opportunities that I would have never had um, if I still was in that situation. I played my first music festival, um, like randomly winning a contest. I performed at my friend's wedding that went viral. So Mm -hmm. it was just, 
it just cemented the fact that this was the decision I needed to make. Mm. And it push it's put it's still pushing me to just yeah. not give up and keep pursuing that dream because I it's it's meant to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. And earlier you mentioned just like your parents had shared with you that, you know, especially if you want to be a singer, songwriter in that difficult industry, you can't just wait for it to come to your doorstep. Right. Yeah. How did you have the guts to put yourself out there for opportunities such as like singing at your friend's wedding, who's yeah. also a well-known influencer? And also, you know, um, I believe you share that you were opening up for one of like the SNL acts or. Yeah. yeah. So like, how did you get in front of those opportunities? I think that's also often a curiosity for people is like, OK, this is what I want to do. Now, how do I get yeah. in front of these doors? It's a good question. Um. I would say like, going back to my younger self, just like I always threw myself in situations like that. Mm -hmm. um, like I played soccer my entire life as a kid on top of music always. Mm -hmm. And then I remember just like not liking anymore. I'm like, let me try kick line. And I did mm -hmm. kick line for a year and everyone was like, what? <laughs> so I'd always, I don't know. I don't know. I just I, – it's always just been that way. But I would say just it's your life. Like it's really hard. I don't want to say like – don't care what anyone thinks because there are days where I'm like I right. very I do but I just I want to try as much as possible and I want to do as much as I can if it's going to get me to the to the next opportunity mm -hmm. um and I would say again like I've never had an issue with with public speaking or being in front of an audience and I think the reason why like I don't mind public speaking like I said is because I also have really bad eyesight so mm -hmm. it helps that I can't see anybody yeah um and I've just been doing it for so long I've always performed how did it come to like how long did it take to come to fruition though right like there's anyone yes. in a difficult industry right yes, now yes yes right like going from you know let's say singing on videos and posting it online mm -hmm. to actually performing at the music festival or winning that contest yes I would say a couple things I would say it's definitely consistency mm -hmm. just like continuing to do it not trying to get frustrated but if you're if you're seeing no movement okay how can you pivot a little bit how can mm -hmm. you change the way you're doing things mindset is huge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you even saying the difficult industry, I don't like saying that. Mm. I don't like thinking about how hard it's going to be or I don't, I actually don't even like going on TikTok really that mm -hmm. much in terms mm -hmm. of going on the For You page because yeah. then I find myself comparing and I, right. comparing, it, comparing yourself to others, like it's not doing anything. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to be influenced by other people. Like, oh wow, like that was a beautiful song. Like maybe I can write something similar. That's different. Right. But if you, if I ever find myself getting into that mindset of like, oh, but they're doing this and then, and then I'm like, no, that's their own journey. Right. Focus on yourself. Right. Because focusing on them is honestly, you're probably going to manifest stuff for them. Mm -hmm. Manifest it for yourself. Right. Mindfulness visualization is huge for me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, I can't explain how the music festival thing happened. I saw the contest on Instagram mm. randomly. Um, I applied to it. And the reason why I even like was following that account was because I got, I got like into this weird mode and over the summer where I would watch YouTube videos of other people performing and writing down like, okay, like they're doing crowd work this much or mm -hmm. they talk to, they're holding the mic this way and they're doing this. So I would write it down. And I saw this band that was doing it that I fell in love with, mm. their performance and their confidence. I was like, I want to be that. I want to be a performer, not just a singer-songwriter. How mm. do I do this? Right. They were going to a festival that was on my birthday. I was like, let me follow follow the Instagram account. Maybe I'll go. Mm. They posted the contest. Uh. So it was like this like 
interesting like thing that happened. Domino effect. Yeah, and yeah. then I applied. I got the top twelve. I found out that I was in the top twelve the day of my friend's wedding. Oh wow! So then I had to ask everyone at the wedding to vote for me. Oh wow! And then I found out I I won like four days later. Oh wow! And then I had to just go. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I had two rehearsals and I just went and. I don't know. I'm not afraid to just, I guess, take risks. Yeah. And I would say, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? You're still in the same spot. Spot. At least you tried. And I think, you know, too, that's the biggest thing, right? Like you shared how when you're at your friend's wedding, you just like literally ask other people to help, like, you know, vote for you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's like the small step that a lot I think is genuinely the difference between people that actually end up making it or being in a position of like with these opportunities mm -hmm. compared to people that are always wondering how and why or wishing that they were in a different place. Yeah. Right. Is having the guts to literally just ask or nudge for help towards getting you somewhere, you yeah. know? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, when people come from a genuine place of asking like, hey, this is something I love to do. This is what I would love to be, like where I would love to be, like be performing at this festival. Can you please vote for me? I think people most of the time want to just actually help you. It was you know? shocking actually, because obviously I've been making music forever mm -hmm. and Comfortable wasn't my first song, it was Sunshine. I did it during COVID mm -hmm. and there was like good feedback, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the more that that and you know when you like post you know like a pre-save link or whatever you could see like the click-through rate mm -hmm. and it's been like okay right here and there sometimes they're better than others but the click-through rate on like getting people to vote was mm. like upwards of like a hundred people every single time wow like hundreds of people and I was so I was like oh what am I doing that's when I'm like okay and I look at myself I'm like what am I doing this time around that's yeah. different and so I started asking people like close friends like right. hey what am I doing differently on social about this uh, comp the contest that I'm a part of that yeah. kind of spoke to you more than like what I've done previously, which yeah. I used. They're like, you just really seem like you want it and I wanted it for you. Uh, right? It's crazy when yeah. you actually share that and like how much you love and want something. Yeah. People are like, all right, she's passionate. Uh -huh. I, I will help you, right? Yeah. And it's like weird because you sometimes I think even I can think of my past self when you, it's like almost being self-conscious of is it bad if I show people that I'm this passionate about it or it's like, oh, what if people don't want to help me for it? You know, it's like ironic because do, just being true to who you are, yeah. which is saying like, I really want to win this and really want this people just go like fuck it like like let's just get this person there yeah you know or let's find a way like it's like people just kind of jump on the wagon of like you know like I like her work or I like her music or I just like her as a person exactly. I want to help her yeah looking back from the time of when you started like first writing your song and and then going through that breakup and everything over the past few years how long would you say it really took to come to fruition of like getting like the the real aha moment of performing or wh whether it was at the wedding or maybe something even earlier? Like how long would you say that really took you like the behind the scenes of writing in your apartment and singing in your apartment and even publishing music to then actually being on in an arena where you're like, OK, I'm, I'm moving somewhere. Um, two, I would say two answers. I would say it's always a journey. Mm -hmm. It's always, it's always been like working its way to where I'm at. Like since I was even four playing piano, mm -hmm. like it was just always happening, I would mm -hmm. say. Um, and I think I do forget that. Like when I do get hard on myself about like, you know, I'm not, 
that the youngest girl in the business, all this, like, and I, I try not to think of that way because at the end of the day, it's like, no, my journey is my journey. Mm -hmm. It's meant to happen. It's going to happen in its own way. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I think that's really important to be grateful for where you're at always. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's always been something, everything that's happened to me since childhood to now has created the person that I am today. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question specifically, I would say in terms of like really throwing myself in the industry, I would say since college. So like almost eight years mm. now, which I think people don't really see that. Which is why I asked, yeah. right? Because I, I yeah. think like if, if let's say someone just saw your video from whatever the viral one that went from the wedding or just like mm. seeing you even perform like as an opening act, right? Like yeah. I think it's so important for people to hear how long it took before that occurred mm, right yeah. because there are some occasions where people have this fast success but that's extremely one-off and much mm. more one-off than people realize and to be fair too i think just like anything in life when you don't have the experience of the longevity and the time it takes to like build towards something it's harder just naturally to be as grateful and understanding of the process mm -hmm. that it takes to be somewhere and earn something and I think that skill set that you the skill sets that you learn along the way in like an eight-year journey is much more invaluable than just having an overnight success absolutely you know and, and I think that's important because anyone watching could be like oh well like did that happen in two years did that happen no. right that's that's what I'm saying <laughs> it, didn't. it didn't right no um but yeah it definitely gives you patience it gives you a really really great perspective on like how how hard it is. It yeah. is hard. It, listen, positive mindset, but it is it is difficult. I'm not mm -hmm. going to say that it's ever easy. I mean, the transition that I'm going through right now mm -hmm. has been hard. And I actually was having like some conversations with myself because I do talk to myself a lot. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, like this is so different for me. Like, is this going to – how is this going to affect my music? I'm so in my head. And then without even reaching out to anyone because I do tend to like try to figure it out by myself which I think is good but also not great sometimes mm -hmm. um my dad texted me out of nowhere and was just like I'm so proud of you like just know that you know every every time you make a change in your life it's never always going to be easy yeah. and like you'll get through it and mm -hmm. this will inspire you to write more right. so I think also a good piece of advice is to always surround yourself with people that genuinely like want the best for you mm -hmm. and like have mm -hmm. a similar mindset and if they don't change it um you know, talk to them about it. Like, no, like, you know, I had my, my cousin who's my best friend. Mm -hmm. She was like, well, what's your backup plan? I said, there mm. isn't one. What do you mean backup right, plan? Right, right, right. Don't, no don't talk to me yeah, about yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, no backup plan. No. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. This is yeah, it. Yeah. Like, go this all is in. it. Yeah. But whatever part of the music I can be, um, if I'm just a full-time songwriter, great. Mm -hmm. If I'm a, a pop star, great. Mm -hmm. If I'm a cultural artist, great. Stadium right. artist, you know, like whatever's supposed to be. I, I, I like that people will have like different paths in their careers right. and all of that. And like, sure, if my song pops off tomorrow, amazing. Um, but for me, like I want to be a generational artist. I want my music to be here for a while, yeah. whether it is me singing, whether it's my writing, yeah. performing. I think it's important to have goals for yourself, but mm -hmm. also to like let go a little bit yeah. and see what's like going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And especially the whole no backup plan. Yeah. I think you must have that mentality if you are in any kind of entrepreneurial individual mm -hmm. endeavor yeah. where you're not working for someone else or your ideal is to be kind of like in this zone on your own. You really have to bet on yourself to that degree. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, once again, don't hear it as frequently. Like if they're listening right now in their 20s and like 
there there there's friends that are like oh what's your backup plan mm-hmm. or but what if that doesn't work or what yeah. it's like you you can't have that mentality mm-hmm. in pursuit of something like this you yeah. know well to wrap things up i would love to hear like what's your vision for the next i know you're a visualizer and yes. you think about your future and the things that you want to manifest mm-hmm. what is your personal vision over the next year or two with music and also with the new transition for your new job like how are you kind of redirecting that for yourself that's a great question um I would say setting my intentions before the new year was really important for me Mm -hmm. so I did a whole vision board which I've never done I've done like I'm obsessed with Pinterest I have a thousand Pinterest boards that I look at every day um I actually go to bed and look at my Pinterest boards I don't like to I don't like that Instagram is like my last thing I look at so I'll Mm -hmm. make sure I like I look at something inspirational before I go to sleep right um Unless I'm like really tired, <laughs> but I would say, yeah, I visualized. I would, I visualized, just. I want my music to 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 help people, even if it's like a micro cult fan base. I think I really want to build a loyal following mm-hmm. of my music, um, so that I can start playing my own shows, mm-hmm. like in intimate venues. Yeah. I'm not trying to do anything crazy yet. Yeah, um, even if that is what it's gonna be, I will be grateful. Mm-hmm. So I would say, music wise, just like. Really, at the end of the day, like I think to also wrap this up, everything that I've ever wanted to do was to help people. Mm. I always felt like I love that. I've I've always had to figure out how to help myself <laughs> um, at such a young age and get through really hard times. And yes, I've had my parents that were very supportive. Um, but still there were a lot of things that I had to like really acclimate to. And so I want my music to help others. I, I like helping other, like this year I want to help other, anyone in my life, whether Mm -hmm. that's like a family member or friends, like I just genuinely love doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like my end goal with the music mm-hmm. stuff because I every single song that I've ever written, it's from a real experience. I've mm-hmm. never just sat down and been like, I'm going to write a song about this today. Yeah. Um, I'm able to write about like write a very like intense emotional song about something maybe not so emotional. Mm-hmm. I think that's a little bit that's different. I'm able to kind of, you know, overdramatize an emotion. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like everything is a part of me. And I think when that when that does happen, people can relate to it more and it can help them. And I've had people tell me that it's helped yeah. them. Um, wow, so yeah, I would yeah. say that just like a little bit of like building a bigger fan base, um, growing in general as a person, mm-hmm. continued health and success and love and just very simple. Yeah. I'm asking for much. Yeah. But, um, Hey, like if I am able to do stadium tours in a year, I'll take that too. Whatever it's meant to be. <laughs> Got to dream big, right? Yeah, exactly. In reflection of everything, and final question is something I ask every guest, but in reflection of everything, what would you say ultimately fulfills you in life? I would say love and passion. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I do is with love. Um, everything I do is with passion um, for other people, for myself. Everything is fueled from that. And I think something that I really want to be a representation of is you can love the way that you love without being judged for it. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that I've also learned. Don't diminish who you are and your beliefs and how you love or like how you do things for anyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, love is like a big part of my brand. I would Mm -hmm. say just happen organically because Mm -hmm. I do write a lot of love songs or even like falling out of love Mm -hmm. or 
um, all of those things. And I just think that in this society, like we get really influenced by how others treat yes. others. Yes. And I am not ashamed of that. I think, you know, if people think I'm cringe because I, I post about like romance, so I don't care, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. if, if you want to live your life like that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I really want to push that narrative that like, be, yes, be who you are, help others do all these things, fuel your passion, fuel love. But I would say, those are the two things that really get me going um, because I'm surrounded by it from my family. Mm-hmm. I give it to myself and I want to give it to the world. Oh, yeah. I love that, Maria. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all of that and sharing your story. And I know personally, just hearing that and how relatable just the journey of being a girl in your 20s is. I know a lot of listeners will definitely take something from this. Um, But before you leave, share where everyone can find you. Share your social media, your Insta, TikTok, your music, where they can listen to your music. Absolutely. And your favorite song that you have out that you want to listen to. Like the first (laughs) song, if they were to go Spotify right now, what's the song you think they should listen to? You can find me. Maria Alexa everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, all the platforms. Um, It's Maria Alexa on Instagram and TikTok be sharing a lot of my new songs on TikTok a lot, mm-hmm. um, some OGs. And I would say Comfortable mm-hmm. is probably the one that people love the most. Okay. And then I have a new song coming. I have a couple. I have a lot of music coming out. Yeah. But I would say my new song, Scared to Know You, um, is something you'll want to hear and listen to soon. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was Thank so you. awesome. Thank you. And that was all for today's episode with singer-songwriter Maria Alexa. If you enjoyed this conversation, please be sure to share this with a girlfriend that would love this conversation, that would definitely learn something, and especially because this one was heavily relationship topic focused especially for her experience if you guys know a friend that could use a little nudge and you know this would be helpful for her to listen to please be sure to share this with her and if you love this conversation and the podcast in general it would mean the world if you could rate and review the podcast it takes five seconds on spotify or apple wherever you listen share this on your instagram story and make sure you tag both of us tag the podcast instagram at what fulfills you and all of maria alexa's social media will be linked in the show notes Thanks again for tuning in today. I would chat with you all in the next one. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 